You're about to listen to a message from the Father's Church. The Father's Church is an assembly of believers committed to revealing the fatherhood of Almighty God to this generation through sound biblical teachings and corresponding moral conduct. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Is anybody excited to be in the house of God tonight? Hallelujah. Are you really excited? Let me hear some excitement. Come on, somebody. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Something about an atmosphere where you have men who have decided to come and empty themselves before God and worship God. The atmosphere is different. You know, I believe, you know, women are a major part of the last day's revival. But I also believe that men have a central and leadership role to play. Amen? Without the men in their place, the women will be on fire, but might misfire. <laughs> Is somebody here with me? It's important that the men are in their place so that the women will not misfire. Say amen. amen. Glory to Jesus Christ. So I want you men, you men, I want, wait, first of all, I want the women to clap for the men. All the women in the house, clap for the men. Let's recognize, appreciate the men. Glory to God. It's not easy to be a man in this world. Say amen. Hallelujah. Then I like the men to clap for themselves. Clap for yourselves. It's not easy. There's grace on your life. Praise the Lord. I want to quickly just uh, say a few things about your pastors, um, you know. Uh, both your pastors, uh, I am connected to both your pastors because um, Pastor Ikena went, like he said, went to the same university, praise the Lord, and um, while we in the university, that was another story. Say amen, <laughs> glory to God. But but we also grew up, I also grew up with, with uh, Pastor Chinese. We grew up together, we're little kids in a river compound, so that was many years ago, so uh so this is, uh, you know, they're, they're my family. Praise the Lord. And I feel, yes. And um, so I feel at home, very much at home, being right here. Glory to Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Brought my wife, my beautiful wife here with me today. Clap your hands. I appreciate it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Apostle Makonjuola, I salute you. Thank you. God bless you. Amen. I brought some people with me from our church. Just wave your hands if you came with me. Glory to God. Thank you so much. Wonderful. 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 I love the, uh, the, 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 the name of the fellowship, Men Under Authority. I feel that's a very powerful uh, title. Amen. And uh, God will exalt you as you remain under the authority of God in Jesus' name. You may be seated. Thank you. Father, we thank you for your word today. We give you praise. We open our hearts to receive from you. Holy Spirit of God, have your way. Have your way. Have your way. Speak through my lips. Grant us understanding. Thank you for connectivity. Thank you. We open our hearts to receive from you. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Praise the Lord. I want to... Um, 
say something about men under authority and for such a time as this. For such a time as this. We know what's happening in Nigeria. We're not, we're well aware. But I believe that according to Isaiah 60, let me have Isaiah 60 quickly on, on the screen, verse 1. Isaiah 60, verse 1. It says, Arise and shine, for your light has come. Glory to God. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Next verse. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and the deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. Say amen. I find it interesting that it is when things are dark that God tells his people to arise. When things are darkest is when we have the potential to arise and shine the brightest. Say amen, somebody. I believe right now, Nigeria needs the church. The church is the only solution to Nigeria's problem. I was discussing with a few people, and, you know, they were not really believers per se. And one of them made a statement. He said, you know, I really think we should look to the church. He's not a believer. He said we should look to the church because if you look at churches, you will see that the, church, the churches have, have got something right. They know how to administer properly. They know how to run their structures properly. So if we should need a solution in Nigeria, we should look to the church. And that makes sense because the church is a salt of the earth. Say amen, somebody. Nigeria is counting on us. God is counting on us to be the rescue to Nigeria. Say amen. Glory to Jesus Christ. So I believe, I believe it's time for us to arise and shine. I believe uh, this is the time. This is when it's darkest. Is when our light will shine brightest. Say amen. So go to Matthew chapter 3 verse 4. Matthew chapter 3 verse 4. Matthew chapter 3 verse 4. Matthew 3 verse 4. Now John himself was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist. And his food was locusts and wild honey. Next verse. Then Jerusalem, all Judea, and all the region around the Jordan went out to him. Next verse. And were baptized by him in the Jordan, confessing their sins. Praise the Lord. Now, now go with me to uh, verse 11. Verse 11. Go to verse 11. Oh, go back. Let's read verse 6. Then we'll come to verse 11. Read verse 6. And were baptized by him in the Jordan, confessing their sins. Okay, go to verse 11. Verse 11, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Say amen. Somebody say Holy Spirit. Say fire. Glory to Jesus. He says, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. I think we know something about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. But I think it's time for us to learn some things about the baptism in fire. Say amen, somebody. It says he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. How? Because when the Holy Ghost comes upon someone, he doesn't just come upon you. He brings two important factors. He brings power and he brings fire. Say amen, somebody. Somebody say power and say fire. Glory to Jesus. 
All right. So it says he will he will he will bring fire. All right. It says he will he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. That's talking about Jesus Christ. All right. It is impossible to be baptized with the Holy Spirit and not be on fire for God. It is impossible to be baptized with the Holy Spirit and not be on fire for God. This generation is in need of the fire of God. Let me add something to that. This generation is in need of men on fire. Say amen, somebody. Like Pastor Ikena just said, you know, I, I felt the same thing. Praise the Lord. I felt the same thing, you know, when I was growing up in church. I felt there were too many women that is compared to men. And I knew something wasn't quite right with that picture. Praise the Lord. There's a place that men have. And men need to occupy that place. Say amen. So, and I believe women are, have a very important role because women have, have a very strong emotional connection to God. Glory to God. And so God wants that spice to be present. But there's a leadership when it comes to the things of the spirit that I believe God has graced men for. Amen. And we need to step up to that plate. Say amen. Glory to God. So, Jesus is talking about or rather, John is talking about being baptized with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Now, go with me to Mark chapter 1, verse 9. Mark chapter 1 and verse 9. Glory to Jesus. If there's one thing I want you men to pick up from today, is that it's time for you to burn with fire for Jesus Christ. Say Amen. It's time to burn with fire for Jesus Christ. I was impressed when I came here and I saw some men lying on the floor worshiping God. Without shame. Glory to God. Enough of that dignified approach to God. Where the men sit at the back of the church and send the women to the front. Hallelujah. Glory to God. As if to say, go and spy out the land. I will be right behind you. When you spy it out, you come and tell me what's going on. Praise the Lord. In our church, when we have music playing and people are excited, I notice it's mainly women that come out to dance in front of the church. Praise the Lord. So when they ask, what about the men? Is it only women that will collect the blessing? Glory to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And I did something some time ago. I let the people know that there's something about coming out to dance in front without being ashamed. I said, prosperity will touch you. Once I said prosperity, come and see how men arose. <laughs> Glory be to God. If you mention money, Glory to God. The men showed up in front and were just almost pushing the women aside. Let us let the people that need the money come forward. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Yeah. So it's time for men to be on fire. It's time for men to be on fire. I repeat myself. It's time for men to catch the fire. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. All right, so, so Mark chapter 1 verse 9. It came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Now, for, for Jesus to make this trip, he had to walk because they didn't have cars in those days. So he had to walk about... 160 miles. He had to walk. That's like walking from Jos to Abuja. Praise the Lord. He had to walk just because he wanted to be baptized by John. 
Now remember, John was created by Jesus. Yet, Jesus found it necessary to walk 160 miles to be baptized by someone he created. Glory to God. And he walked and came and saw John. And if you read the book of uh, John, it says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And then he resisted. John did not want to baptize Jesus. Glory to God, all right? Because he understood, this man is my creator. But Jesus said something, says, let it be so for now. Let us fulfill all righteousness. Let us do things right. Now, what was the context here? Even though he was greater than John, God has a pattern that he uses. God has protocol. In other words, John came before Jesus. And so, as far as God was concerned, John was ahead of him in spiritual things, in terms of authority. And Jesus had to submit to John for him to find his own place in the body of Christ. Amen, somebody. So what happened was he came and he had to humble himself. He had to humble himself and allow his own creation to baptize him. And so he said, you know what? Leave it for now. Let it be so for now. Let's fulfill all righteousness. And then he, he bowed himself because you are baptized. The greater baptizes the lesser. So he allowed himself to be baptized by John. And as soon as he was baptized, it wasn't long after, John found that people began to follow Jesus. But he wasn't upset. So what happened? His disciples says, look at what's going on. Your people are following Jesus. And then he said, he must increase and I must decrease. But the reason why he's increasing is because he submitted to the authority of John. Say amen, somebody. I don't know if that makes any sense. So he walked all that distance just to submit to the authority of John so that he could stay, so that he could be lifted up to his own position. And that's the way it works. So when I hear men under authority, that's what I'm thinking. The only way you can have authority is by being under authority. Say amen, somebody. All right? And so this thing that happened here, he says, go back here, wonderful. He says, it came to pass in those days... Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Next verse. And immediately coming up from the water, he saw the heavens parting and the spirit descending upon him like a dove. So what happened? He was baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then a voice came from heaven saying, you are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Why was he pleased with him? Because he came all this distance and followed God's pattern to submit himself to John. He did it by faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So he did it by faith. He walked that distance. He knew who he was. And he knew who John was. And John knew who he was. And so when he said, you, you baptize me, he was saying, I submit myself to authority. Because that's the only way I'm going to find my own place in God's plan. Just like the man you mentioned, the, 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 the centurion, right? Let's go there. I want to show you something. Go to Matthew. We'll come back here. Go to Matthew uh, verse 8. Matthew verse 8. Matthew chapter 8, sorry, verse 5. Matthew chapter 8, verse 5. When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him pleading with him. Next verse. Saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. Next verse. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. In other words, I will bring my presence to your house. Next verse. 
The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. The man had so much faith in Jesus' authority that he believed, you don't need to come to my house. If you speak it, it will happen. Why did he think like this? Watch this. For I also am a man under what? Authority. When you hear I also, what do you think? That means I just like you. In other words, I have noticed that you are under authority. I also am under authority. So based on what I've heard about you, what I've seen about you, I have no doubts that if you speak a word, it will come to pass. Because you must have authority because I see you're under what? Authority. Say amen, somebody. When I find a man under authority, I have found a man who is in authority. That's the way it works. Whenever I find a man under authority, I have found a man who is in authority. So when I come to church, for instance, and I see a man who is willing to submit himself to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, I can trust that man in the realm of the Spirit. Say amen, somebody. I know he can handle himself against Satan when Satan comes. Because he's under God's authority. Say amen, somebody. And that's why God was pleased with Jesus. Because he walked all that distance to submit himself to John. And when you submit yourself to the one that God has placed in authority over you, you are in essence submitting yourself to God. Does that make sense? So when he submitted to John, he was submitting to who? God. And God said to him, I am pleased. You have done things properly. You have done things well. Say amen somebody. And when you do things well like this and follow my protocol, you will enter your place of authority. That's why he began to increase. He began to increase. Amen. John's ministry was over. The minute Jesus submitted himself to John, John's ministry found its conclusion. Say amen. That's how it works. Glory to God. John's, the highlight of John's ministry was to identify Jesus as the Messiah. Once he identified him as the Messiah, his ministry was over. Glory to God. Jesus' ministry took off from where John's ministry concluded. And he began to operate in power. Say amen. From that moment, Jesus became a man on fire. A man on fire. Because once you are baptized with the Holy Spirit, once you are, once you are baptized with the Spirit of God, you will be on fire for God. So, People tell me, well, you know, I'm full of the Spirit. Well, if you're full of the Spirit, I will see fire. If I don't see fire, if I don't see fire, it means you're not full of the Spirit. You might be full of something else, but not the Holy Ghost. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Because fire is evidence that you have yielded yourself to the supremacy of the Holy Ghost. Fire. Passion. Say Amen. Passion, burning for God. Hallelujah. When it's time for service, you show up on time. Glory to God. You're not in a hurry to leave the service. You're not checking your time to see how long the pastor is preaching today. Say amen, somebody. You want to come to church and spend time in church. Hallelujah. You want to come to church, you don't want to leave church. When you're on fire for God, everything will change. Say amen, somebody. When you're on fire for God, everything changes. Hallelujah. You start to burn. I find it is difficult for people on fire to be sick. Because sickness dissolves in the fire. Say amen somebody. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. 
Some of your problems are because you are not on fire. You need to get on fire. The heat will be too much for evil spirits to come too close to you. Say amen, somebody. Tell your neighbor you need some heat. Glory be to God. Jesus was baptized. He was baptized with the Holy Spirit. From that moment, he was on fire. Demons began to run. Everywhere he shows up, demons take off. Why? They saw a man on fire. That's what he wants for us. That's what God wants from us. He wants us to be men on fire. Glory to God. To be on fire, you have to be first of all a man under authority. Because the only way you can be on fire is that you have submitted to the Holy Ghost to the point where you are full of the Holy Spirit. When you are full of the Holy Spirit, you will be on fire. He will ignite you. Say amen. amen. So we have this example of Jesus. He's now ignited with the fire of the Holy Ghost. As I was praying today about this, you know, you know how these things happen. I, I, I had something I was going to talk about earlier on. But this morning when I, when I began to pray, I started hearing fire. God said, I want to light my people on fire. I want to light my people on fire. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Glory to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He said to me, he says, use the example of Jesus. Jesus is our perfect example. He did not operate until he caught the fire. He spent 30 years of his life and did not do anything significant except prepare himself. But once the fire came, you could not hold him back anymore. Anywhere he went, he lit the place on fire. And that's what God wants from us. So we're not just men who know how to pose, but we're men who know how to ignite places with fire. Glory to God. God wants it to be that when he wants a place, a particular environment lit on fire, all he has to do is send one of you. One person, one person. Imagine Philip, one man Philip. One man Philip entered the city of Samaria, one man. And the Bible says a short while after, there was great joy in the city. One man changed the whole city, one man. Don't tell me we can't change Nigeria. Don't tell me we can't change Nigeria. What we need is fire. Say amen, somebody. We can change Nigeria. If we light ourselves on fire, we will change Nigeria. John Wesley said something. He said, he said, the key to revival is simple. He says, light yourself on fire. Men will come to watch you born. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. We must be careful that Satan has not given us a wrong definition of manhood. Because for some people, they think that manhood is, is how strong you look physically. Or how much you can frown. Say, man, no. Oh. <laughs> you know, I was getting my, my son was uh, taking a, a picture one time. So I noticed that while he was taking the picture, he was frowning. Ah, so I said, why are you frowning? It was boning. It was boning. So I was like, why are you boning? He was trying to communicate to me and get me to understand that when you take pictures, you don't smile anyhow. <laughs> Hallelujah. I said, no, who said so? You see, somebody has, has redefined manhood. So a man cannot smile again. When a man smiles, they say he's weak now. Why? Something's wrong with that picture. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. 
So men have to be mean for them to be men, macho. You have to be mean. No. What about Jesus? What about love? What about joy? Say amen, somebody. Can't men laugh? Can men laugh? Okay, laugh now. Let us see. Why are the men? Okay, the men are on one side and then... Okay, there are more women on this side. The men... Okay, these are the men went white. The real men in the fellowship. All right, wonderful. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I wasn't sure what was going on. <laughs> Say amen. amen! Okay, let's laugh like billionaires. Ha, 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 ha. Say amen. Glory be to God. Men on fire. It's time to catch the fire of God. Nigeria needs a fire. Too many demonic operations in Nigeria. Too much. In some cases, it seems like demons are even prevailing. Why? Because there's an absence of men on fire. Glory to God. Men on fire. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Go to, when Mark, right? Mark, wonderful. Says, a voice came from heaven. You are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Next verse. Next verse. Immediately, the spirit drove him into the wilderness. I want to give you some characteristics of men on fire. Then I'm going to tell you exactly the keys to being on fire for God. Especially in this crooked generation. Number one, first of all, let's settle the matter. To be on fire, you have to be under authority. Amen. To be on fire, you have to be under authority. Because you cannot be baptized truly with the Holy Spirit if you are not under authority. The mere fact that the Holy Ghost filled you up means that you allowed him to fill you up. That means you submitted to the authority of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says, submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee. So that God they're talking about in James chapter 4 is the Holy Spirit. Submit to the Holy Spirit, resist the devil and he will flee. Glory to God. Alright, so, so that's, 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 let's call that foundations. I'm going to give you seven characteristics of men on fire. Number one, we see what happened here with Jesus. God says, I am pleased with you. I am well pleased with you. Men on fire are God pleasers, not men pleasers. Men on fire are God pleasers, not men pleasers. You can't be a man pleaser and be found pleasing in the sight of God. At some point, you will draw back from your assignment because of the pressure of men. Say amen, somebody. Men on fire are men pleasers. Men of fire are God pleasers, not men pleasers. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You're not under pressure to perform because you're on fire for God. You're passionate about the things of God. Number two, men on fire are God driven, driven by God. Bible says the Holy Ghost drove him into the wilderness. You are motivated by God. Your passion comes from God. Your ignition is by the Spirit of God. Men on fire are driven by God. Say amen, somebody. Number three, men on fire are God-directed. God-directed. 
God directs their lives. Men on fire can hear from God. They can hear from God. There's no way you're going to be so filled with the Holy Spirit and not hear from God. Say amen. Acts 13, Acts 13 verse 2. Acts 13 verse 2. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Notice this. This is several years after Paul has been in ministry, in quote. In ministry. He's been serving in the body of Christ. And then after several years, the Holy Spirit says, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Who called them? The Holy Spirit. Who calls us? The Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And if you are led by the Spirit, a time will come when he will separate you onto your primary assignment. Say amen, somebody. There are many people who spend their whole lives on earth and never enter phase one of their assignment. You can get so busy just trying to do things on earth, trying to make a living, in quote, that you never enter your assignment. And that's a dangerous thing to happen. It is the Holy Ghost that will guide us. It's the Holy Spirit that will lead us. I'm not doing what I'm doing by accident. I was led by the Spirit of God. And I know your pastor. I know he's not here by accident. Glory to God. I know he was led by the Holy Ghost. Say amen, somebody. So what's happening is we have entered our primary assignment. But every believer must find that place. Every man must enter their primary assignment before Jesus comes. Say amen. Because you will not be rewarded just because you are a good Christian. You will be rewarded because you are faithful to your assignment. To God's assignment over your life. Amen? Praise the Lord. So men of fire are led by the Spirit. They are God directed. God directed. Number four, men on fire are God empowered. God empowered. God empowered. Luke chapter 4 verse 18. Luke 4 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Who anointed Jesus? Help me now. It's there now. It's not a trick question. Who? The Spirit. Now, most people would think it was a father. It wasn't a father. It was the Holy Ghost. Jesus actually, when he came to the earth, submitted himself to the authority of the Holy Spirit. Amen? So he was led by the Spirit. What does it mean to be led by the Spirit? That means the Holy Ghost is your leader. He goes in front of you, you follow him. Amen? He was led by the Spirit of God. Glory to Jesus. Alright? But he wasn't just led. Listen, he was what? He was anointed by the Holy Spirit. He was anointed by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost wants to be the source of our power. Amen? You know, the, danger, the dangerous thing is that we live in a society today where some people come to church on Sunday and on Monday... They'll go and meet Babalawo to help them out in certain areas. That's a dangerous thing to do. It is dangerous to combine covenants. People, people, people die because of that. Why do people do that? Because they have not made God the source of their power. Hallelujah. When God becomes the source of your power, you will never look anywhere else for power. Because God's power is sufficient for you. Say amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You don't need any power again. 
You have, you are in a place where the, the power is, is supreme, superior to any other power. Glory to God. You know, I don't doubt the fact that, you know, Satan has power, you know. He has power. He does some things, all right? Fine. But in the light of God's power, he is powerless. That's why when, when Moses brought his rod and dropped his rod, it became a snake, right? The Egyptians did the same thing, the magicians. It wasn't as if it was new. They were not impressed. When Moses dropped his rod, they were not impressed because they do the same thing. The reason why God even brought that particular attack against, against the Pharaoh was because that was one of the gods they worshipped. So God wanted to, to show his supremacy in that particular area. So when he dropped his rod, it became a snake. I'm sure the magicians were like, no big deal. We have done this before. So they did the same thing. Dropped their rods and it became snakes. But then God now did what he wanted to do. Which was to allow his own power to swallow the power of the enemy. Glory to Jesus Christ. Is somebody here with me? The power of God in your life is about to swallow every negative power. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. There's a power on the inside of you. Greater is he that is on the inside than he that is in this world. It doesn't matter what they say. I had a lady in our church some years ago. She, was, she went into a business transaction with another man. The man used to kind of work for her, you know. So the man, I don't know, he felt cheated at some point. So the man went to, uh, what's that shrine again in the east? Okija. True story. He went there. And he reported the case. Reported the woman to, to, to the chief priest. Is it the high priest? I'm not sure again. I think it's high priest. Is it high priest? Uh-huh. <laughs> Say amen. <laughs> Glory be to God. So, um, so, so she now brought the letter. They wrote her a letter, a summons. They, they gave her a letter. I mean, typed it out and signed, high priest signed. Said, we're expecting you at a certain date to show up. So we judge this case. Says, if you don't show up on that date, don't, says, says, whatever happens to you, don't blame us. Something like that. And they signed it. Glory to Jesus. Now, I wasn't sure if she was right or wrong. That's the truth. But the fact that the guy went up to the shrine, he has spoiled his case. Say amen. amen. He has spoiled his case. Why did you go to the shrine? You should have come to the pastor. Let us discuss it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Why shrine? When I said I got angry. I didn't care again who was right or who was wrong. And I felt the anointing of God. And I held the paper. And I said, fire! Fire will chase this man out of his shrine. I gave her to her go. I forgot about it. Two weeks after, I'm preaching in the church. And I noticed towards the end, she rushes into the service. So she meets me afterwards. She says, Pastor, you won't believe what happened. Lightning struck the shrine and something caught fire. And it was so strong and so fast, the high priest had to run out. <laughs> Say amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Say amen. And you know, I just said it all. I wasn't even thinking. I was just angry. And God did exactly what I said. 
He did exactly what I said. Say amen somebody. Glory be to Jesus. Fire. Hallelujah. Fire chased the high priest out of his tribe. I like that video. That's home video. That's a good home video material. Say amen. Glory be to God. May fire chase anybody who has taken your name anywhere. May fire chase them. In the name of Jesus. Somebody say power. Pass power. Glory to God. When my father died, I had some issues. Pastor, how many minutes do I have? Because I'm just getting carried away. Huh? I'm at home. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm at home. That's a dangerous statement to, to make. <laughs> because that means we will sleep here today because I'm at home. Praise the Lord. Glory be to Jesus. When my father died, I had, I had some problems. Problems from quarters I never knew I would have. People I never thought would give me problems. Began to act up. It got bad. So I had to put my foot down at some point. They began to threaten me. They wanted to do rituals in the house. I said, you can't. You know, who, you know, you know what I do. I cannot allow you to come into my house and do rituals. They got upset with me. They got up, really annoyed. Who are you? I said, but you know what, what my father said before he died? My father dedicated his life to Christ and said he doesn't want any of this nonsense happening around him. And then the man told me, that is the dead. That when the dead die, it's the living that decide what happens. Said one interesting proverb like that. Praise the Lord. So that's how they seized his body. And I couldn't get a hold of his body. They, was, they seized it. I was there trying, trying, trying for weeks. The church is going on here. The church is suffering. Because I'm just there trying to bury my dad. Finish. One day I woke up in the morning. There was fire in my spirit. Somebody say fire. And I walked. And I went to the house. And I said to my uncle, I said, let me have the papers so I can get my dad's body and bury him. He shook his head as if I'm a joker. I suddenly jumped up. I said to him, by the time I leave that door, whatever happens to you, don't blame me. For the first time I saw fear in his eyes. Then I realized all this time he's been afraid of me. <laughs> I didn't know he was afraid of me. I would have done this earlier. <laughs> Hallelujah. I didn't know him was afraid of me. They're afraid of us, so I'm telling you. They're just hoping we won't arise. But they just, you know, they play that game, but they're scared because their spirits sense something about our spirits. He jumped up and ran into the house and brought out the papers and gave me, say, take, 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 go, go, bury him. I took. So that didn't really, he felt so insulted after that that he went and gathered some people and they left Onisha and went to Ogidi to one high powered native doctor. You know, Gidi. Because they said the ones here are not as powerful as the one you Gidi. <laughs> said, no problem. <laughs> you know how I got to know that they went there? Because when they got there and gave the man my name and paid the man money, and the man began to do whatever he does, he got to a certain point and stopped and told them he cannot continue. And they were disappointed. And they brought out more money. And the guy said, it's not a matter of money. You see, the man was wise enough. Because there's some cases, not a matter of money again. If not, you close your business finally. And the man is a wise businessman. He knows if my business closed, what do I have? So the man refused. 
He refused. He says he cannot. He refused. They gave him, he refused. So how I got to know was one of the guys that went with them. When he saw what happened, on the way back, he decamped. <laughs> Hallelujah! He decamped and came straight to the house and said, I'm not with them. Oh. They, forced me, they forced me to follow them. <laughs> Hallelujah! Someone say power. You see, if you know who you are and you stand by faith, anybody, any power that, that tries to contradict your life will face the power of Almighty God. Say amen, somebody. Glory be to Jesus Christ. There's a power that is greater than any other power in existence. And that's the power of Almighty God. And that's the power you have. Say amen. amen. Say, I have power. Say, I have power. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Men on, men on, men on, on fire are God-centered. God is the center of their lives. So their sense of worth is not from this world, but rather from God. So they are set free from trying to perform. Oh my God. The day a man is free from performance complex, he will arise into his destiny. And the way this world is organized, it tends to choke you and tends to make you want to perform. You don't need to perform for anybody. Just be who you are. Be yourself. Say amen. amen. Stop trying to impress people. Just be impressive. How? If you live by faith, you'll be impressive. No need to try. To, it's such a load trying to impress everybody. Trying to keep up with the Joneses. <laughs> say amen. Oh, amen. Glory be to God. Someone say I'm free. Say, say, I'm free to be who I am. Glory to Jesus. So, when you, you are God-centered, you are free from lying vanities, from pride, from inferiority complexes, from performance complexes, you are just free. You are just free to love God and to serve God and to walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. Paul says, I count all these things but dung. Hallelujah, that I may attain Christ. Hallelujah. Christ is the most important identity for the believer. Number six, men on fire are God dependent. They depend on God. That's why Jesus spent so much time in prayer. He didn't just pray. He wasn't praying out of religion. He was praying because he depended on God as his sustenance. Glory to God. He knew if I don't spend time in prayer... I will have a problem. And the fire of God will not... Listen, the fire of God is sustained in prayer. You have to be someone who prays. Glory to God. And it's not praying as a matter of religious activity. No. It's praying as a matter of, of relationship and communion with God. Spending time in His presence. There's no how you will spend time in God's presence and not born with the Spirit. It's not possible. Because God himself is fire. Bible says it's a consuming fire. If you spend time in God's presence, you will be ignited. You will be on fire. I can tell, listen, I can tell your walk with God based on your passion for him. Say amen. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. God is good. And number seven, 
But God addicted. They're addicted to God. In this life, there's no vacuum when it comes to addiction. If you're not addicted to Christ, you'll be addicted to something else. Very important. So how do I solve, for instance, substance addiction? Alcoholic addiction. How do I solve it? There's only one way. You have to become addicted to Christ. Praise the Lord. Christ is, 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 for lack of a better expression, it's an addictive substance. Amen? You spend enough time in Christ and focused on Christ, you become addicted. You get to a point, like now, you know, see, I'll be honest with you, I can't imagine how, I mean, that may be, maybe I'm just being a bit on, on, on insensitive, right? But I can't imagine how somebody would tell me that they're backsliding. I can't. You see what I'm saying? I'll be honest with you. Since I gave my life to Christ, I never backslid. And it's not as a matter of bragging. I just that where I came from, I don't want to go back. The devil is waiting for me. (laughs) If I make the mistake of going back, I'm finished. Glory to God. After all this noise, I'm making all this noise, then I'll go back again. So come here. Hallelujah. I have nothing. The world has nothing to offer me. Nothing. So I can't be going back. So I can't imagine myself saying, I'm, I, I, I backslid. To where? Where did this slide to? How? When you found the glory. When you've tasted the word of God. Then you want to backslide because you have a challenge. Perhaps not endure hardness. There's some hardness that must be endured if you are going to finish your race. He who puts his hand to the plow should not look back. Don't look back. Glory to Jesus. When you are addicted to Christ, you will not look back. I'm serious. You won't. So when I hear people say, that, well, I just didn't feel like going to church for three weeks. Three weeks. Three whole weeks. What were you doing? At home. Doing what? Oh, Lord, help me. (laughs) I don't know about you, man of God, but you know, since I gave my life to Christ, if I don't go to church for one week, I will start feeling like I'm sick. And when, when we used to go to church back then, in those days, almost every day there's a service. Unlike today. You will have, you will have the, 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 the prayer service. Everybody must come for prayer service. Then you have the next day. Maybe you start on Monday. Monday is prayer, right? The next day is the men's fellowship and then the women's fellowship. This is every week, right? So the men will come and go to one side. Women will come and go to the other side. Then on Wednesday, you have midweek service. Then on Thursdays, like, I think it's like the youth service or something like that, you know? Then Friday is all night. Throughout the week. Praise the Lord. So we grew up in a situation where we got addicted because you get addicted by exposure. If you expose yourself to cocaine, you get addicted to cocaine. If you expose yourself to the Holy Ghost, you get addicted to the Holy Ghost. Say amen. Don't stay far away. Come near, come near, come near. Stay around and you'll find yourself after a while you can't stay. You can't even go far again because you're now addicted. Say amen. Somebody say I'm addicted to Christ. 
You see, Paul says in him we live and move and have our being. Which means everything about our life is him. Glory to Jesus. Addicted to Christ. Addicted to Christ. You want your home to work well. Become addicted to Christ. Say amen. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Let me round up. It will take men on fire. To fulfill the will of God in our generation. Men on fire. It will take men on fire to authentically represent God in this crooked and perverse age. It will take men on fire to rescue Nigeria from the throes of destruction. Acts chapter 1. Acts 1 verse 4. Acts 1 verse 4. Being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. Now watch this. He spent 40 days teaching. After his, after his resurrection, he was teaching and teaching. He did a 40-day seminar on the kingdom of God. Subject, kingdom of God. When he finished, they were excited. They wanted to run. He said, stop. Don't go yet. Because without the Holy Spirit... Without the fullness of the spirit, what you have is religion. What you have is religion. And God will not, cannot use men of religion to change the world. He needs men on fire. So you can have knowledge and not be on fire. And I met many believers like that. Who can quote scriptures and quote scriptures, but they don't have the fire of God. Because the Holy Ghost factor is missing. Bible says the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Amen. Watch this. He says, next verse. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. The implication here is the Holy Spirit and water. Fire. Acts 2 verse 1. Acts 2 verse 1. Glory to Jesus. Acts 2 verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Next verse. And suddenly there came a sign from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. This was what he told them to wait for. Now look at, what he, look, at, look at how the Bible describes what happened. It says, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Next verse. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of what? Fire. When they got baptized with the Holy Spirit, it wasn't just the person of the Spirit. He brought fire. From this moment, everything changed. This was when they began to evangelize Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. And they went to the ends of the earth from this point. Because they were now burning for God. They were on fire. Somebody say fire. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Next thing you know, Peter is going to the temple. The same temple he goes all the time. The same temple. So the temple is the same. The same beggar that sits by the temple. The same beggar. So the temple is the same. The beggar is the same. But the Peter is not the same. It's not the same. And it's not about knowledge. It's about fire. Because they had knowledge even when they walked with Jesus Christ. So what happened? He got there and the man was there. The man was begging. And he told the man, silver and gold I don't have, but what I have I give to you. 
and he put his hand on the man. He was so confident and pulled the man up. And the man received strength and walked. Everything scattered. Glory to God. The Lord said to me, now listen, that for many of you here, the Holy Ghost is about to wreck your life. Wrecking. But it's a good wreck. Not a bad wreck. All those fake foundations you have built, they're about to be scattered. Your religiosity is about to be burnt up by fire. You're about to find yourself burning on fire for God. Hallelujah. And not being ashamed, even if you look foolish in the eyes of men. Say amen. Glory to Jesus Christ. <laughs> Say amen. Oh. Glory be to God. So let me give you quickly as we close, I'll give you keys. The keys to being on fire. The keys to being on fire. And these are very simple. Number one, stay connected. Stay connected. Don't disconnect. Stay connected. Stay connected to what? To his presence and to his people. Which people? The people on fire. If you stay around cold people, your fire will dampen. If you have people who are on fire and you stay connected to them, it's only a matter of time. You will catch the fire. Say amen. If you watch how fire spreads in the woods, in the forest, you will see just, it's just anything that is within that vicinity. It will just, it will just drop on it and then spread. Glory to God. If you stay around some people long enough, you'll catch fire, I'm telling you. Say amen. Ask your neighbor, are you on fire? What did they say? Tell them because if you're not on fire, say, say, if you're not on fire, I'm changing my position. Say amen. Stay connected to his presence and to his people. Acts 4 verse 23. When they had a problem, when they had a challenge, they knew what to do. They didn't just go to anybody. They knew who to go to. Look at it. And being let go, this is after they were threatened. Being let go, they went to their own what? Companions. There were many believers, but they couldn't go to everybody. It's not everybody you go to when you have problems. Say amen. Some people you go to, your problem is compounded. You need people of faith. People on fire for God. People where, people that are iron. Iron sharpens iron. I have an elderly man somewhere in the States. Very Nigerian man. Very funny man. He says, iron sharpens iron. But iron cuts banana. <laughs> so if you're a banana and you come near iron, what happens? You are caught. Glory to God. Somebody say, I'm not banana. Say, I am iron. Glory to Jesus. Stay connected to his presence and to his people. Number two, stay humble. Stay humble. Stay humble. Pride is a problem. Pride makes people stubborn. Pride makes you, it will be difficult for you to yield to the Holy Spirit. Pride. Pride will make you, you go to a service 
and you can't release yourself because you are too self-conscious. Pride is too self-conscious. Pride is a danger. Say amen. If you want to bond for God, you must drop the pride and you must humble yourself. Say amen. Glory to Jesus. Number three, stay yielded. Number one, stay connected. Number two, stay humble. Number three, stay yielded. Yield to the Holy Ghost. Like I was trying to describe to, me, to, to you what happened to me this morning. I already had a message all prepared. But when I began to pray this morning, I realized that wasn't the right message. You see? And I had to make a decision because I spent so much time, because you told me some time ago, and I spent so much time preparing the message. But I knew if I went that direction, that would not be the right word. Even if people get excited, it doesn't mean it's the right word. The Lord said to me, I want my people to pay attention to my fire. It's time to burn. It's time for passion. Say amen. amen. Yieldedness. We must yield to the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Number four. Stay sincere. Stay sincere. Don't be a fake. Be sincere. Hallelujah. Don't pretend as if you don't have a trial. If you have a trial, you have a trial. Say amen. Don't pretend as if everything is okay, if it's not okay. That's not faith. Faith does not deny the symptoms. But faith does not emphasize it. Say amen. Be sincere. Be sincere with God and sincere with people. Number, number what? Number five, be simple. Stay simple. Stay simple. Glory to Jesus. Stay simple. If your pastor gives you the microphone to pray, don't do like this. Oh God, we come to you through the auspices of the excellencies of the heavenlies. We approach you from the right direction. We come in. That is, that is, that kind of prayer gives God headache. When you pray that kind of prayer, God will tell Jesus, what is he saying? <laughs> Do you understand him? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Keep your life simple. Keep your life simple. Don't be, don't be complex and complicated upon your own self. Say amen. Glory be to God. There's some people when you give the microphone to prayer, you will regret it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Even the angels, oh, why did they give this person microphone? <laughs> Glory be to God. I think it was, it was Kenneth Hagin who said something, you know. He used to go and preach and teach a lot, traveling. And it got to a point where, you know, he said, back then it was, the, the in thing was, was to use a dictionary. So when you finish preparing your message, the one God gave you, you will now go and bring dictionary. And then you will start adding big, big words, big, big words, big, big words. Because when you use a big word, people felt that was the anointing. So he said they began to do like that, you know. Until one day he was on his way home from a service. And the wife said to him, you know, you're becoming pretty much difficult to understand these days. <laughs> By the time your wife cannot understand you. You are complex. <laughs> he said another time he was doing the same thing. 
And he was driving away and he heard a voice behind him in the car. He looked back, there was nobody there. He said, the voice said to him, keep it simple. By the time God himself is telling you, keep it simple, my son, keep it simple. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Keep your life simple. It's easier to exercise your faith in a simple environment. Don't load all kinds of things, all kinds of complications. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, keep it simple. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Number six, stay teachable. Stay teachable. Stay teachable. I've learned something. I can learn from almost anybody. Even if I don't agree with them doctrinally, I find there's always something, there's always an area that they've, that they've got a revelation. And if I'm patient enough, I will learn from people who might even be attacking me. Because they also have something to offer. Say amen, somebody. Glory to God. Stay teachable. Husbands, do you know you can learn from your wives? Nobody responded. Let me repeat myself. Let me, I say, husbands, do you know you can learn from your wives? What about your children? Amazing. There are times I'm believing God for something. And then one of my kids, then, then quite young, just blotted out something. And I was like, this is the answer. God used a child to answer me. You must stay teachable. Praise the Lord. Or else you miss out on God's instructions and God's corrections. You must stay teachable. Amen. Easy to be taught. Number what now? Number seven, stay prayerful. Stay prayerful. Number eight, stay separate. Stay separate from people and activities that draw you away from God's presence. Stay separate. Some of the separations might be permanent. Some might be temporal. But you have to learn how to flow with the Spirit. There are times that the Holy Ghost will even get you to separate yourself from social media. If social media is becoming a weight, especially at particular times, God might impress in your heart to drop it for some time. Say amen, somebody. Amen. And you find that even in the absence of social media, you are still alive. You did not die. Say amen. And there are people we can't afford to be close to. Because they will dampen the fire. That's the truth. They will distract us from the presence of God. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Number, number nine. Stay faithful. Don't draw back because of challenges or pleasures. Don't backslide. Don't backslide. Front slide. Keep, keep pressing forward. Hallelujah. And number 10, finally. Stay open. Stay open. If you're going to stay full of the Holy Spirit, you have to stay open. You have to stay open to new dimensions of God's glory. You know, the, the truth of God never changes. But methods will change. 
methods will change. The path will change sometimes. God is not fixed on a method, but God's truth is absolute. We're to move from glory to glory. So we must be sensitive to new ways. Hallelujah. We must be open to becoming trailblazers if we have to be. And we maintain the truth. Say amen. Somebody say fire. You see, when you're on fire for God, you make some moves that may not make sense to the average person. I close with this testimony. You know, several years ago, after I finished school, when I finished medical school, I was practicing medicine. I practiced for about six years. This was my, this, this was what my parents wanted. <laughs> they wanted, I mean, they, they sacrificed for me to go to school and finish school, whatever it took. Praise the Lord. And now I'm finished. Now their son is a doctor. And if you're from Manisha, you understand the special revelation that comes with being a doctor. Ne doctor. Praise the Lord. In Indonesia, I think every household must have a doctor and a lawyer. Doctor, lawyer, because they always have land, land issues. So you must have somebody that will fight for you. <laughs> Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So I was there. Well, you know, when I gave my life to Christ, which was just as I was finishing school, I gave my life to Jesus. And from that time, I knew. I knew I was called to do what I'm doing now. But I had a problem. How do I tell people? After they've, we've gone through this journey. <laughs> so, after about six years, I was trying to communicate, but my dad would never understand. One time, my dad told me, this Holy Spirit you're always talking about. He said, if you really want the real Holy Spirit, he says, come to me, I'll send you to seminary. After 11 years in seminary, tell me you won't have the Holy Spirit. I said, okay. We're on different pages here. Praise the Lord. So what happened to me one time was, I got to a point where the fire of God in me was beginning to burn hot. And I could no longer continue what I was doing if I was going to be sincere to myself. I couldn't. I had to make a choice. Difficult choice. <laughs> I remember one time I went and told my mom that it looks as if I may not practice this medicine. Or it looks as if I may preach the gospel. She said, eh? <laughs> she went extreme. She said, I will just burn myself. I said, me too, I will burn myself. <laughs> As of all of us who catch fire. <laughs> Hallelujah. But the pressure was strong from that side. So I was working in a hospital. My dad got me a job in a hospital. After one day, I left. I couldn't even stay. It got that bad. Then I had to get another place. So I found a private hospital where the man was a businessman. And the man just wanted us to have partnership. I'm the doctor. He's the businessman. So he kind of liked that agreement. So I would go in the morning. I'll sit in the, in the hospital. I'll just sit down. And I just could not get myself to think like a doctor at that time. All I was thinking is I have to answer the call of God. This is getting too strong for me. 
One day I left in the morning around 8 in the morning and I went to the hospital. It wasn't far from when we lived. I sat down and I knew if I remain here, I will not make it. I knew. I had reached the point where I had to make that decision. So I got up and I went and met the businessman. I said, listen, it's over. He said, why? I said, that's finished. I cannot continue. He said, don't worry. I'll pay you more. We'll work this agreement well. I said, it's not money. <laughs> Hallelujah. I left. I walked out. I left home at 8. By about 9.30, I got back home. And the way my face looked, my wife knew something was wrong. Because she knew I was going through this problem. So I just felt so, I felt so confused. What next? Okay, now you want to do ministry. Where do you start from? You know what had happened? I started crying. Have you seen a grown man cry before? Have you, you are grown men, have you cried before? You know, when women cry, it's a musical experience. But when men cry, the heavens are quaking. Angels are grieved when men cry. I began to cry. <laughs> you know, when men cry, it's an ugly sight when, when a man cries. <laughs> Terrible. Ugly. <laughs> so I just cried and cried. I cried and cried and cried and cried and cried until I stopped crying. And I got a revelation from God. Nothing changes by crying. I was still where I was before I started crying. <laughs> Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! So when I finished crying, and I said, Lord, okay, what do I do? Then he gave me instructions. One thing led to another. One of the instructions was I had to travel and I had to attend a certain Bible school. And to my dismay, when I got there, I realized that I couldn't walk. My visa didn't allow me to walk. So I was stranded in a way because I realized for two years I can't walk and the money we brought, the money we brought would last for only six months. I really felt like, you know, am I here this is going to become a big disgrace. I brought my, my family to the U.S. And now it's not working. I'm going to take them back again to who? People that have told me I should go and practice medicine. Praise the Lord. So what happened was, after about six months or so, the money I took with me, it finished. All right? I had just enough money. And the Lord spoke to me to bring the tithe. Someone say tithe. See, when you're on fire for God, the things you do for God. To bring the tithe. And I said, Lord, tithe. The money's not even enough to last me for two years. It will last me for six months. And he wanted me to bring the tithe. The Lord said, bring the tithe. So I took the money and I went to church. And I'll forget that day. And I gave the tithe. Before that time... We had this apartment complex. We had a two-bedroom apartment complex. And we had a child, a baby boy. And I wanted to get a one-bedroom. But they insisted I should get two bedrooms because of the child. And I couldn't understand. So somebody explained to me that because they have problems with child abuse and all kinds of things, that the child must stay in a separate bedroom. So that child was costing me extra money. Where... 
for a problem that we don't have where where, where it come from. <laughs> Say amen, somebody. So anyway, we got to a bedroom. So I would walk past my bedroom every time and see this empty bedroom. And it always upset me. I didn't know God was working out something for me. So when I gave the tithe, that same day I got home and somebody called me, one of the students. He said to me, he says, I know you have two bedrooms. Where I'm staying, I'm having problems with the, 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 the landlord where I'm staying. And I would like to come and stay with you, if you don't mind, in that extra bedroom. And this is how much I will pay you. When he mentioned the amount of money he was going to pay me. My goodness. The money, all I needed to add was, was, was about $18 and pay for the whole place. This guy was going to pay everything. Praise the Lord. So you know what I did? Something very stupid. I said, okay, let me pray about it. I did. And I dropped the phone. And I heard the Lord tell me, you better pick up that phone right now. Call him back. <laughs> so within two minutes, I called him back. I said, the Lord has spoken. <laughs> Come, bring your load. <laughs> move in. Move in. Hallelujah. I'm just trying to show you that when you have to make the sacrifice, God will provide. Say Amen. That was how this guy came into our house and began to pay our rent. And many other things happened. Glory to God. But the point I'm trying to make is, it's time to be on fire. It will not, it will cost you something. But in the long run, the, the price is not greater than the price. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Lift your hands. Father, I pray for every single one in this auditorium. I pray, oh God for your fire let your fire burn strong let each man catch your fire in the name of jesus christ let lives be wrecked positively because of your fire because of the fullness of your spirits thank you father we give you praise in jesus name amen god bless you thank you god bless you been listening to a message by Pastor Ikenaokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Barnex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.com. God bless you.